Hey, Rookie Big Board listener. Before we get to this episode, I want to make sure you know about the 2022 Rookie Guide. Volume 1 is out now. It is over 130 pages, chock full of rookie insight, 90 player profiles, mock drafts, player values, comparison to Devi and Dynasty value, and so much more. Head on over to patreon.com slash the FF Educator and get your copy now. episode 97 of the Rookie Big Board Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Hicks, the FF Educator, and I am excited to break down a recent patron mock draft. This is not your standard run-of-the-mill average April rookie mock draft. What we did is we actually went in here and pulled Jordan Reed's landing spots. Jordan Reed, a ESPN draft analyst, good ear on the ground, uh, recently put out a seven-round NFL mock draft. I will link that in the show notes. We took Jordan Reed's landing spots and tried to project and interpret fantasy football value based on those landing spots. I got to tell y'all, I'm not trying to do a commercial here, but this was an idea that came purely out of the patron discord and the patron discord you get at the $1 level. I encourage folks to check that out. Patreon.com slash the FF educator. If nothing else, get in on the discord. It's so fun. It's super active. We're at over 150 members in there now. This idea came from D-Chase. D-Chase05 in the Discord not only came up with the idea, but put together the landing spot, so i got to give a special shout-out here. So, let's jump right into things here. Brees Hall went 101, Matt Corral 102, Kenneth Walker 103, Malik Willis 104, Jamison Williams 105, and Chris Halave 106. By the way, before I really jump into this mock draft, I should mention I am battling allergies, and I'm sure you can hear it in my voice, um, but I wanted to make sure to get this episode out because this was a really fun exercise, um, and, and I know there was a ton of Discord and uh, you know action in the Discord asking me to break it down. So battling through the, the sore throat and the allergies here and the coughs, but uh, let's start here with 101. It was Brees Hall. Went to Buffalo. Obviously, a very fantastic landing spot. We're looking at good volume here. You know, if Brees Hall does end up going to Buffalo, it's going to be difficult for him not to be my running back. One, folks who have the 2022 rookie guide already know that Kenneth Walker is currently my running back one. It's a very close tier, folks. And I do consider Isaiah Spiller still in that top tier, but we'll get there. Just in terms of Brees Hall versus Kenneth Walker here. Kenneth Walker went off the board 103. Uh, Jordan had Kenneth Walker going off the board to Houston at 68. Now, that's in the same draft capital range for me. It's 50 to 102, so that's about even. And, you know, Buffalo is going to get a slight nod in terms of uh, red zone production, but Houston comes with a ton of volume. I don't hate the landing spot of Houston for a running back. And so, you know, if, if Kenneth Walker goes to Houston and Brees Hall goes to Buffalo, I, Kenneth Walker probably still ends up my running back. Want to be very, very close. But I think these are ideal landing spots for both of these running backs. There's not a lot of high volume, you know, easy to plug and play landing spots for running backs. And we did get it in Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker. So 
even in this super flex PPR mock draft, we actually, you know, didn't push the quarterbacks up. And I think that very well may happen if, in fact, Brees Hall goes to Buffalo and Kenneth Walker goes to Houston. Two really ideal landing spots there for those. I think it gets really interesting here when you look at the quarterbacks that went off the board at the top. So uh, 102 was Matt Corral. Matt Corral, though, in the mock draft, ended up going 40 to the Seahawks. Now, I don't expect Matt Corral to fall to the second round. We actually found out today he's going to be at the NFL draft. Now, that doesn't mean you're guaranteed to get a first round, but the NFL is not going to invite you if they don't think you have a serious shot of going on day one in that first round. So, you know, 102, even for me, I have Corral as quarterback one. Again, if you have the 2022 rookie guide, uh, you would know that. If not, head on over to patreon.com slash the FF educator. But, you know, when you're looking at Matt Corral uh, at 40, that draft capital is going to be pretty significant for Malik Willis, who surprisingly goes off the board 102 to the Lions in this mock draft. Do I expect that to happen? No, probably not. But if he does go 102 off the board, you know, he's really going to skyrocket up in terms of draft capital. And so Malik Willis is going to go off the board for me, you know, 9 out of 10 times before Matt Corral. Probably 10 out of 10 times with that difference in draft capital. And again, remember, this is an exercise in Jordan's landing spot. So we're, we're trying to, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do a little bit of pro- projection and compare that to what I think. But also really trying to let those landing spots lead uh, the decisions that were made in this mock draft. All right, a pair of wide receivers also went off the board here at 105-106. Scott took Jamison Williams at 105 right before I took Chris Alave at 106 here. In this mock draft, Jamison Williams goes 19 to the Saints. And Chris Alave goes 23 to the Green Bay Packers. I think 23 is the dream for the wide receiver. Any wide receiver goes to the Packers. We're probably going to be really excited about their volume, that pairing with Aaron Rodgers. You know, I don't know if the Saints are necessarily what we want from the court from the wide receiver, right? We're still have question marks around what that quarterback position is going to look like short term, long term. Uh, so Alave for me would remain my wide receiver one uh, in terms of these different landing spots. And we'll get into some of these other wide receivers here in this next group. And let's go ahead and preview it here. 107 was Kenny Pickett. 108 was Garrett Wilson. 109 was Drake London. 110 was Isaiah Spiller. 111, Traylon Burks. And 112 was Jahan Dotson. So let's uh, let's get into those wide receivers. Let's keep this wide receiver conversation going here because we're going to, you know, touch on all of uh, what I would consider to be the tier one wide receivers and a couple bonus guys uh, in this group. So Garrett Wilson in this mock draft landed uh, with the New York Jets. Uh, Drake London landed with the Washington Commanders. Still getting used to that. I really liked Washington football team. I think they should have kept it, but that's not what this podcast is about. Tennessee Titans ended up with Traylon Burks down there at pick 26. Um, And I should mention, Garrett Wilson was off the board at 10 to the Jets. I know they have multiple picks. Drake London off the board 11 to Washington. Traylon Burks off the board 26 to the Titans. And Jahan Dotson goes off the board at pick 30 to the Kansas City Chiefs. So, you know, this is going to be a really interesting landing spot for me. I think the most significant one, let's work backwards here. Jahan Dotson uh, will probably push into my tier one guys back end, probably low end tier one, or potentially even separate into into a tier one B uh, for me 
uh, if he goes to Kansas City, but I think that that's a really ideal landing spot. Probably only the Chargers would be a more ideal landing spot for fantasy football uh, for Jahan Dotson. So I really like his spot there. I don't necessarily love Traylon Burks at 26 to Tennessee. You have A.J. Brown there soaking up a lot of volume. There's, of course, a lot of leftover volume, uh, but Ryan Tannehill coming off of a down year, I don't hate it. I just don't love it. You know, I think that would probably get me to back off of Traylon Burks relative to Chris Olave, who I mentioned I really liked his landing spot, and relative to Garrett Wilson. Uh, Garrett Wilson going off the board to uh, pick 10 to the Jets, I think that's fine. You know, obviously I'm not the biggest Zach Wilson truther, but I think either way, Garrett Wilson has a really high floor, and so I don't know if he's going to necessarily move around a ton for me based on landing spot. Certainly capturing that top 10 draft capital would be really significant would give him a little bit of a bump here. Uh, Drake London at pick 11 to Washington. I get it. I don't see that being the move. I, I think, if anything, Washington needs to go quarterback here in the first round. I would be a little bit worried about who's throwing the ball to Drake London, so he may actually end up taking a little bit of a bump. Uh, but if you know, you're know you going through this first round, I like the value on Kenneth Walker at 103. I obviously like my own value on Chris Olave at 106, and I, I like that Jahan Dotson value at 112. Uh, one other guy here to talk about and mention, Isaiah Spiller. Came off the board 110. Um, Isaiah Spiller in this mock draft went to the Atlanta Falcons in at 82. And I think if you get Isaiah Spiller coming off the board to the Atlanta Falcons, that's a really, really fantastic, ideal landing spot for Isaiah Spiller. And I think if that happens, that solidifies Isaiah Spiller as a Tier 1 running back. So I think it's great value here. Chronic Chaos got this value uh, in this mock draft at 110. I think he should be coupled a lot closer to Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker because you're talking about a high volume projection for Isaiah Spiller um, and I think I think it's just going to be you know a, a good not the best offensive line but a good offensive line to run behind I think it's going to create enough space for Isaiah Spiller to be effective uh, especially running in between the tackles there so I would be pretty happy with Isaiah Spiller at 110 if he goes uh, to the Atlanta Falcons last pick we didn't mention was 107 uh, to Kenny Pickett went to the Panthers that is a landing spot I do expect to happen. I like Kenny Pickett if he goes to Carolina. Top 10 draft capital. I think he'll have the ability to really just distribute the ball around to some really talented weapons. So at 107, I, I appreciate Kenny Pickett there. I know I'm kind of going out of order a little bit, but I'm not trying to just read through 48 picks here. I'm trying to kind of give my impressions as as I go through them. I mentioned earlier, you know, fairly raw impressions here. I'm not going off of notes or, or anything along those lines here. So, all right, let's jump into round two. We got George Pickens at 201. Kyron Williams at 202, Desmond Ritter at 203, Sky Moore at 204, Sam Howell at 205, and Christian Watson coming off the board at 206. All right, so obviously, you know, there's a lot of interesting landing spots here. George Pickens jumps out to me. Jordan had him going 53 of the Green Bay Packers, which we just mentioned earlier. They have Chris Olave. So does that take away a little bit of the excitement for Olave? I don't know if it necessarily does. You put Pickens on the outside, you allow Olave to play split in. They can kind of draw different points of, of the defense there. But, you know, certainly would be interesting if, if Green Bay, who has bucked the wide receiver position many times, ends up double dipping with them. Uh, Sky Moore to Chicago, I think, is really interesting there. You know, you almost wonder where he plays. Does he have some some versatility there? Do they move him around? I think it would be a great weapon for Justin Fields. I don't think this is ideal for Sky Moore, though. I want him to go somewhere where there's a true X-alpha pulling top coverage off of him. I don't like the idea, and I know Darnell Mooney is there, but I don't like the idea that Sky Moore at times 
which could end up drawing the top defensive back. So I like Sky Moore. I probably wouldn't take him at 204 if he ends up going to the Chicago Bears, even though that's really good. That's top 50 draft capital, uh, and it starts to get a little tight there. Uh, so, you know, I don't hate the pick. Bex, I know you took that pick, 204. I think that's solid value. Um, I just, man, I, I hope he doesn't go to Chicago. Uh, one other guy we'll talk about here, Sam Howell at 205. Uh, Sam Howell in this mock draft goes to Washington, and I like that for Sam Howell. I, I think especially, right, if you pair him up with Drake London, I think that could be great for Sam Howell. Uh, you know, you have Terry McLaurin on the other side. You have Antonio Gibson. you got a young running back there that could help kind of balance things out. You have a fairly solid offensive line, offensive line unit. So that's what's, I think, going to be really important to Sam Howell. Can we get a good offensive line in front of him, protecting him, giving him time to process and read the field? So I like that landing spot. I, I think if Sam Howell goes there at 47, I'm taking him over Desmond Ritter, who went 203 in this mock draft. Uh, Desmond Ritter went to the Indianapolis Colts, 42nd overall. I would take Sam Howell at Washington um, easily, easily over Desmond Ritter uh, for the Colts. All right, let's go ahead and jump into the back half of this second round here. Alec Pierce at 207, James Cook at 208, David Bell at 209, John Mechie 210. Trey McBride went 211, and Justin Ross went 212. I think the really interesting guy for me right off the top here is John Mechie. He goes off the board 210, uh, but he comes off the off the NFL draft board in this mock at 54 to the New England Patriots. So he's capturing 50 to 102 draft capital. That's exactly where I have him projected, but think of the higher end of the spectrum than I currently expect. But he goes to New England, and so you have to really wonder, John Mechie in New England, is that a better NFL fit than necessarily a fantasy fit? What does that passing volume look like? It's still a run-first offense. So, you know, it's just a really interesting fit. At 210, I think you still get a guy who a year ago was considered a top-tier Devi option, but you're getting him at a massive discount. So he could return value there. I'm not the most excited about him at that landing spot, but at 210, that's a pretty good value. At 212... Justin Ross, and that's really interesting because I've consistently, you know, really been putting Justin Ross in my mock drafts uh, in the fourth round as the earliest I would take him. Uh, and Jordan Reed here takes Justin Ross off the board at 106 to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think 106 to the Jacksonville Jaguars is the absolute ceiling that we're going to see from Justin Ross, uh, the earliest that he would go. And I like Justin Ross. I would love for him to go at the top of round four. But to Jacksonville? That's busy. I would have let Justin Ross slide a little bit further in this mock draft. 207 uh, in the rookie mock, Alec Pierce goes to Cleveland. And I feel like I need to retrain myself because my initial instinct here is to say, I absolutely hate that, right? Because I'm so used to these two wide receivers on the outside running through Baker Mayfield, a really conservative run first play, uh, play calling there in Cleveland. But now with Deshaun Watson there, you have Amari Cooper on the other side. And all of a sudden, Alec Pierce playing opposite of Amari Cooper catching balls from Deshaun Watson? Obviously, we're making an assumption there that Watson's going to be cleared and on the field. But at 207, my goodness, that's that's a good pick. That That's good value there. So uh, Ken Mary, uh, Kem Mary, sorry, uh, ended up, you know, getting, I think, Really good value there with, with that pick. And 208, I'll just mention briefly here, James Cook uh, went to the Miami Dolphins with pick 102. That's it's good draft capital, but 
Oh, man, we got messy with Chase Edmonds already. So I think it makes sense for James Cook. I think it's a really sharp fit by Jordan because I think James Cook really should be the pass-catching back. And Chase Edmonds really should be uh, smashing the ball in uh, on the first two downs. And maybe James Cook grows into a three-down back if Chase Edmonds doesn't hang around in Miami. I think it's a really good NFL pick. I think it probably would curtail his fantasy value to a degree but I also think folks are maybe a little bit too excited about uh, what James Cook is going to be at the next level. All right, jumping into round number three here, we have Jalen Tolbert, 301, Khalil Shakur, 302, Jerome Ford, 303, Rashad White, 304, Zamir White, 305, Jeremy Rucker, 306. What must be discussed to start here is that Jordan, I think, frustrated all of us in this mock draft because he took both Jerome Ford and Zamir White to the New York Jets. So Jerome Ford was with pick 111. He gets that early day three draft capital. And Zamir White is round five, which is that same level of draft capital despite being pick 163. So I think it just gets really messy, right? Jerome Ford and Zamir White, I don't know, are, are totally different runners. Uh, and then... I don't think either one complements Michael Carter that well. And so I think Jordan is taking the approach here, kind of mirroring what San Francisco did. And of course, you have the connections between the coaching staffs. But what San Francisco did last year and just said, let's take Trey Sermon. Let's take Elijah Mitchell. Let's add him in with the guys that we have now. And let's just see who wins this running back battle. Uh, And so for me, as somebody who loves Jerome Ford, as somebody who loves Amir White, this makes it really difficult. And I think you understand why both of these guys fell to the third round of this mock draft, despite the fact that they are uh, generally guys um, that that I really like and I think the patrons like as well. Like D. Chase took him at 3-3, Scott took him at 3-5. I think both of those guys, and I don't want to speak for them, but I imagine they would have, you know, prioritized them in the second round had they not gone to the Jets or had they even been, you know, projected in a camp battle that was a little bit less uh, difficult to win out. 302, I love Khalil Shakur. And Jordan has Khalil Shakur going day two, yes, to Houston at 80. Top 80 draft capital for for Khalil Shakur. And we mentioned it with Houston. I know we have questions about Davis Mills. I have, I think, more questions than anybody about Davis Mills. But Khalil Shakur could absolutely eat in that offense. I think that would be a really fun pick. I love that value at 302. All right, moving on to the back half of the third round here. Wandale Robinson at 307. Tyler Algier at 308. Carson Strong at 309. Brian Robinson at 310. Jelani Woods at 311. And Pierre Strong at 3. We're starting to get into the territory here where nobody's going to have an ideal landing spot, right? So I think it's more about interpreting what happened in this mock draft and and what could happen and how we would react to that. Uh, and, you know, Tyler Algier is a really interesting one here. He goes 116 off the board to the Denver Broncos. And, oh, my gosh, would the Javante Williams fans be conflicted at that point, right? Uh, you know, even if they do move on from Melvin Gordon, which still isn't 100% yet, you know, if they end up bringing in Tyler Algier right behind them, I imagine there's some folks that are Algier truthers as well and would really be conflicted there as to whether or not they would hold that conviction for Algier or think that Javante Williams would get, you know, 70-plus percent of the volume. Volume. I think it's a smart pick because I don't think Denver wants to put, you know, even 60% of the rushing volume on Javante Williams. I think they want that balanced running attack. 
And so it would be really interesting to see how that fantasy value would play out. Carson Strong at 308 ends up going to New Orleans uh, at pick number 98. I think that is best case scenario for Carson Strong. I think that gives him a really good shot in a year or two to be fantasy relevant. So, you know, I'm somebody who has been a little uh, hesitant on Carson Strong before we see the medicals. And, and if he goes 98, he clears the medicals. So I would be definitely willing to draft Carson Strong at 309 miles. Uh, ended up with that pick. I really like it. Uh, I think that's a perfect super flex taxi squad. Stick him on there, you know, and just forget about him and hope next year he wins the battle. 312, Pierre Strong goes to the Kansas City Chiefs with pick 135. That That's interesting, right? It's a little busy now. You have CEH, you have Rojo, but it would be really interesting to see how Kansas City would use Pierre Strong, uh, you know, how those guys would end up battling it out. Would he get all the volume? No, but is he somebody who... If Rojo goes down in front of him, if CEH goes down in front of him, all of a sudden would have a big spike in fantasy value. So I think at 312, you know, Chris gets some nice value there with that pick. All right, let's jump into the fourth round here. We don't forget about our fourth round picks because I love these guys still. I probably could have done six rounds and and really like these guys. But uh, 401 was Calvin Austin. 402 was Isaiah Likely. 403 was Greg Dulcich. 404 was Kennedy Brooks. 405 uh, with an egregious snipe of me with that next pick was Hassan Haskins. So I don't get Haskins. I have to pivot. And I take Velas Jones Jr. Uh, Damian Pierce, 407. Kyle Phillips, 408. Tyler Beatty, 409. Ty Chandler, 410. Kevin Harris, 411. Bailey Zappi rounds out this super flex mock draft at 412. Let's hone in on a couple guys that went to the New York Giants. Not really a good transition. Not not a sentence you want to hear for fantasy purposes, but I think it's interesting. You know, Greg Dulcich went off the board here at 67 to the New York Giants, and then Valus Jones went off the board 173 to the New York Giants. You know, I think Greg Dulcich to New York is really, really interesting for fantasy purposes. He captures really good draft capital there. I currently do have him projected to be in that 50 to 102 range, and I think some folks feel that's bullish, but it's some good validation from Jordan here. And so, you know, he's plugging in for that Evan Ingram role. There's a lot of wide receivers, but nobody that can really claim the volume, claim territory and success. And if you're thinking forward, right, the Giants are probably going to be a team drafting in the top five in a good quarterback class next year, right? So, and remember, it takes tight ends a year or two to develop anyways. Greg Dolchich is a little raw. And so this is probably an investment for you two, three years down the line. But if you're looking at somebody who in this mock draft has the ability to gain value over a few years to get Greg Dolchich with your fourth round pick as long as you're comfortable you know slapping him on your taxi squad that's a pretty good pick now I like Velas Jones Jr 406 I took the talent uh, over you know other factors obviously age is a factor and fit with the Giants Ah, you know they have a lot of slot receivers and I liked when Velas Jones played big slot at Tennessee he doesn't have to. He could play on the outside. I don't know about this fit. I don't love it. But, you know, in the fourth round, you take the guys that you like. You know, why not go ahead and take your guys? By the way, Tyler Beatty. Oh, man. A raw end of the deal here. 172 to the San Francisco Giants. What's going Earth? Wow, the San Francisco Giants. My goodness, it's baseball season. The San Francisco 49ers. 
Then come on, we just, what are we doing here? I love Tyler Beatty. I think he could be so fun. First and foremost, I think he could go in round four. I don't think we got to wait till round five, but you're going to put him in that crowded. Ah, oh, man, like, don't do that to me. So that was a little bit of a tough one. But hey, you know, Miles took him at 409. Take your guys. And at that point in the draft, just go ahead and take your guys. I got to tell you, too, this is probably an impression or a thought that nobody else had. But I'm sitting here. It's round six. Uh, and Jordan has Ty Chandler. Remember, I know he's from UNC, but he's a former four years at Tennessee. You know, sneaky running back that I liked. He ends up being stuck with the LA Rams. It's just reminded me of John Kelly here. Like, what are we doing? Don't do that to me. Again, there's probably about 6% of the listeners that uh, can relate or even appreciate that comment. But Calvin Austin at 401, he went to the Atlanta Falcons. And I know when we were chatting in the Discord, that was one of the ones that folks said was probably the biggest steal in the draft. So I want to finish out the episode by talking about that. Uh, in this mock draft, he went 74 to the Atlanta Falcons. Listen, obviously, you know, we have size concerns with Calvin Austin, but he's not a one-to-one with Tutu Atwell. I think Calvin Austin is a much better receiver than Tutu Atwell. I think he'd be an immediate special teams contributor. And then we have a situation here where Marcus Mariota, you know, it's going to be looking for dynamic weapons. So it might be better for Marcus Mariota than it is for Calvin Austin because it might be, you know, manufactured production, but he could end up with a decent amount of targets. Calvin Ridley obviously is missing this season. You just really have Kyle Pitts soaking up the other targets. So A lot of vacated production for Calvin Austin to come in and potentially claim. I think that Atlanta is at 74 is probably best case scenario for Calvin Austin. And so to let him go to 401, breadwinner is is who claimed him there at 401. And man, I'd be happy with that as as somebody who's not even high on Calvin Austin. You know, that's a position I would pivot on. Uh, Maybe look to get him in the mid third. So I think there's really good value there. I hope. Folks found this episode uh, fun and and interesting, you know, really trying to just give really raw reaction here, did not take notes, so a little off the cuff here, maybe sounded a little bit less polished and scripted than normal, I know my voice sounds a lot less polished and scripted than normal, but this was a really fun exercise, it was organic, it came by request out of the Discord, so I appreciate folks doing that, and again, uh, you have to head on over to patreon.com slash the FF educator, get the 2022 rookie guide, get my rookie rankings, get those updates immediately post NFL draft, get in the discord chat. We're having a ton of fun doing mock drafts, talking trade talk. My goodness, I can't keep up with the trade talk. That's how active it is in the discord. Listen, this is uh, just about a year ago, last April, I launched the Rookie Big Board podcast, the audio version specifically. Over 30,000 downloads in one year. That's really fantastic for me. I very much appreciate everybody who listens to this podcast. And as always, I appreciate you listening.